Hello and welcome back to Scarves Around the Funnel, the podcast which is going to be completely positive and optimistic ahead of this weekend's William Hill Scottish Cup final at Hampden Park, aren't we Mark? Is this a Celtic podcast then? <laughs> Fuck off. Whoa, got the F-bomb straight away. I'm, I'm going to try and be as positive as I can about this because people don't want to hear, no, we're going to lose. When we probably will, but we've got to give them something that they can cling to, that they can take with them on their journey to Hamden Park, whether it's a short journey along the M8, like a lot of people, or whether it's a longer journey, like myself and others that are flying in from overseas. We will do our best to be as positive as we can today and look ahead to a big game for Hearts this weekend. A quick shout out when you mentioned people coming from further afield uh, to uh, Christian Valen, who's from Norway, who got in touch, who is coming over for his first cup final coming this Saturday. So hopefully it's an enjoyable one. Not quite as far away as yourself, Mark, but there will certainly be fans travelling from uh, far and wide from across the globe for it and we're just hoping it's one that doesn't disappoint. Um, We will look ahead of course to Saturday's game and we are also going to look ahead uh, in terms of what could happen from you guys basically. The scripts that we talk about, you've given us some wonderful scripts. Most of them are highly unlikely to happen but we wanted creativity um mark went off on um a very strange tangent even by his standards um don't know if there was any football involved it was just about um some kind of uh, state of emergency in glasgow and rioting and um i i, I don't know where that came from uh, but most of the ones we've got are focusing on the game and what could happen so we're going to talk through them hopefully have a bit of fun um we came in a bit late today actually because i've just been battering out my own script which i'm not sure how it's going to sound i've not read it back yet um but i will do that and um see what mark thinks of it what the likelihood of it happening is okay so your cup final scripts thank you for everyone for getting in touch uh we've had some short um Bits of feedback, and we've had some slightly more lengthy, so we'll go through some now. Let's see what Mark thinks. Have you looked at any of these yet? No, I, no. I intentionally so, so I can be surprised okay. and then react the way that uh, I'm about to. Okay. Stevie Morris says, uh, Bobby has 10 magic saves. The last minute one goes by for a corner, but Colum gives a goal kick. Bobby thinks it's full time. Uh, does the BT behind the goals before launching a belt up the park? Scott Brown's back pass is spilled by Vane and Vanacek scores at the third attempt. <laughs> it, was all, um, it was all believable until that last bit. <laughs> Bobby doing um, a BT behind the goals is probably more likely than David Vanacek to play or score, I think. Yeah, um, fair. But yeah, a good attempt. Uh, John Robertson says, Hearts win 1-0 with a late goal from a set piece which takes eight deflections before ricocheting in <laughs> off Stephen McLean's arse cheek. His first touch of an unproductive 90 minutes. Post, <laughs> post-match celebrations are soured by China Thompson burning his house down for the second time in a week. Um, that's a reference to a certain Hearts fan, which some listeners uh, might appreciate the reference. I'm not sure if a lot of you will know who it is. I think we'd take a win by any means necessary, though, wouldn't we? 
not if it meant burning my house down. Well, but if it meant, not yours. If it meant China's house burning down, then fine. Yeah, I'm sure we could do like a Kickstarter or whatever the hell you call them to 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 go fund me <laughs> to raise raise funds for a new house if it meant a Hearts Hearts Cup final win. Yeah, sorry, China. I I know China, and I can say with quite a lot of confidence that he would probably take his house burning down for a Hearts win if you gave him that <laughs> choice. I'm pretty certain he would take it. Um, okay. No word of a lie. Uh, one of your favourite posters, Mark Square Sausage Ninja, says the Celts and media have been given a false sense of security. I like this. It goes a bit. It gets a bit Star Wars here. From Master Schemer Levine, as Emperor Palpatine would say, Naismith is quite operational, and Vanacek has been poor on purpose so he can be unleashed as a secret weapon in the final <laughs> with a first half hat trick. <laughs> oh, that sounds like wrestling when someone loses like their first 10 bouts and everyone <laughs> thinks they're just rubbish and then boom, the real wrestler. Vanacek, maybe Vanacek is in actually is in a mask. <laughs> he just looks like he's he's not, but he, maybe it's a mask and and maybe we we take the mask off to reveal someone that's actually really good. To reveal who would it be? Rudy Scatchel? No, because he's, he's a bit older now. He's grown four inches. To, 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 to reveal Alfredo Morelos. <laughs> I'd be impressed if, if that was the case. Um, yeah, well, so you, you don't think the force is strong with um, with David Vanacek and it's all been a ploy? That would be typical Hearts. The mask slips to reveal Alfredo Morelos, who scores the winning goal for Hearts against Celtic, and then subsequently Hearts lose the trophy because the player is already cup-tied and we get a <laughs> year's ban. That would be very Hearts. <laughs> it would be. Um, Ewan Pringle says, after an accidental collision between Uche and Brown, Hearts opt to kick the ball back to the Celtic goalie in the 89th minute, only to chunt it into <laughs> Celtic's goal. <laughs> And shithouse their way to their finest <laughs> Scottish Cup win yet, whilst Neil Lennon implodes on the sidelines. <laughs> I've just got this vision, right? Of that. I love all these because my 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 head can can um, commute these type of things, and and just I've just got this vision of of Hearts doing that. So there's a minute left, <laughs> and Hearts are one 0 up. So Levine does a Bielsa and says, "On you go." Okay, look, we, we shouldn't have done that. You go and score. So, so Odson Edward just completely um, unimpeded makes his way to the goal, and then Bobby Slamal takes things into his own hand, a la Pontus Janssen of Leeds, and just absolutely cements Edward. They get a penalty, which Edward gets up and takes, and then Bobby saves, and the referee blows his final whistle. Yes. Do we know who the referee is, by the way? Is it is it, it Colum? Or? It is Willie Colum, yes. Oh, I don't. Uh, He's not, nah, I, I don't mean, mind him. I, I don't Dutch mind. Wood. He's not actually been that bad. Yeah, I don't. I, if you if you give me Colum or anybody else, I'd probably take Colum well, because take him I, over Dallas. I mean, yeah, that, there's a few honking ones out there. Nick Walsh, I'm not a big fan of after Motherwell. Dallas is just not a good referee. Uh, so I'd, I'd take my chance. Yeah, I don't mind Colm. I, I didn't like him to start with, but I don't think he's got... Well, he's got a history with Hearts, but that's gone way back. But I don't think there's much of a history he's with a history with everyone, really, doesn't he? I know, he's, I know, I know. He's had a moment somewhere. Um, and and um, extra points go to Ewan for use of the word chunt. I like that. <laughs> Although it's very close to another word. 
Okay, wait, let's, let's see what else we've got. Jamie Devlin, let me just open this one up because he sent in a couple of tweets. says, this is exactly how Saturday is going to go. Okay. Maybe. Um, the Scottish Cup final is into added time and looking set to go into extra time with the score still at 1-1. Hearts took the lead for a bullet header from John Souter midway through the first half before Celtic levelled right on half time from Callum McGregor. Celtic have a corner which McGregor whips straight into Zlamal's hands. Bobby quickly launches a ball up the field to Jake Mulraney who takes the ball in and heads for the box one-on-one with Lustig. Mulraney into the box, does a step over, heads past Lustig but gets brought down by the tiring Swede. Willie Collin with no hesitation blows the whistle and points to the spot. Penalty to Hearts. With no Naismith in the squad and Sean Clare already taken off, responsibility falls to one man. He picks up the ball and places it on the spot. Calm and composed, he waits for the whistle. The whistle the whistle goes, he runs up, sorry, I had to go to the second page, and smashes the ball straight down the middle of the goal. The net ripples. Goal Hearts, he's done it. Harry Cochran has won the Scottish Cup for Hearts. Mm. I would take that. Penalty right at the last minute from Billy Collum at Hampton. <laughs> Hey, it's happened before with Craig Beatty mm-hmm. when it shouldn't have, when it shouldn't have been a penalty. Indeed. Is it just me, or do other people think this way as well? I am not one hundred percent convinced that Stephen Naismith is out <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> I just, I there was obviously no sign of him at the the media gathering at St Andrews. I think there might be a bit of shithousery going on here. How good would that be? From what I'm aware, he he certainly is not playing, but it would be the biggest and best cover-up of all time because if he is fit at all, then he's being deliberately kept away from. He's been hidden. He he is being hidden. It would be it would be absolutely fantastic, and it would be one of (laughs) Craig Levine's finest ever moves if he has somehow got Stephen Naismith fit and kept it complete. Because what I would say is, I mean, and I don't always let things slip on here that I maybe know from the inside. I don't usually have much inside knowledge, but sometimes. But from people I know inside, I have been told he isn't fit. So I think if he is, it has been kept ridiculously under wraps to the point where maybe even his teammates wouldn't know. So I have my I have my doubts, but it would be absolutely fantastic if it happened. Even um, just to stick him <laughs> on the bench. And no, no matter, look, if he... If he gets on or, or whatever, and to promise to whoever he displaces off the bench that they will get that medal, win or lose, um, I, it's, it's probably like nearly definitely not going to be Naismith involved in the squad. Just something tells me. Just it would be funny if <laughs> you read the team sheet at two o'clock on Saturday and it's like, and Steve, Stephen, as he as he comes out, he doesn't even come out. There we go. We keep him under such wraps that he doesn't even come out with the rest of the squad wearing the flowers in their little lapels. He's kept in the changing room as he's smuggled in in a kind of tracksuit and a, a, a baseball cap, looking like one of the hamper boys. And hearts, yeah. uh, hearts forget to give their team lines, so it gets to about half past two, and still no one knows the hearts starting lineup. <laughs> Celtic have done all their preparations and about to the team talk, and suddenly, hearts who just had accidentally forgotten to give their team reveal Naismith starting, wearing the armband. Anyway, yeah. Um, Loose Women, um, L-U-C-E, that is, says, uh, here's her take, uh, Scottish Cup Final 2019. Hearts injury woes continue to spiral during the warm-up when Jamie Brandon 
runs into the inflatable advertising feature on the pitch, twisting his ankle in the process and garroting Sean Clare with the guy rope as he bent down to tie his shoelace. This is a bit brutal. Um, this is this is like something you'd come up with. Uh, both have been taken into hospital to get treatment before the game has even kicked off. Hearts forgot to bring enough subs, so they appeal to the crowd for someone willing to be a stand-in sub. This is definitely a Donaldson. Um, everyone is steaming, but luckily I was hung over that morning and couldn't face a drink. I've also brought a pair of football boots with me, and they're not on the banned items list in the evening news. <laughs> in any case, Austin McPhee uh, once saw me volley my scrunched-up half-time ticket into the bin from five yards. He, uh, where are we at? Oh, next page. Um, he recognised my potential, so he picks me out of the crowd and hands me my match kit. The game starts and the injury-hit Hearts team battle to cope with wave upon wave of Celtic attack, and it's only a matter of time until the bastards score from a Rogic pile driver from outside the box. In a heroic effort to get his hand to it, Zlamal stots his head off the post and knocks himself out. Colin Doyle has, come, has to come on as Bobby does a Bruce Grobelar impression down the tunnel. Hearts hold out for the rest of the half. Hearts nil, Celtic one. Determined to just injure everyone, as if there wasn't enough injuries already. Um, the team starts to make their way out of the tunnel for the second half, but there's a commotion as Steve McLean slips on something brown and runny, runny on the concourse and pulls a muscle trying to stay on his feet. That leaves Hearts with just one sub available on the bench. The second half gets underway, and it's as almost as if someone has put something in Celtic's tea. Scott Brown has made a hasty exit down the tunnel after his pre-match meal is making his way down his legs. Shame, eh? He doesn't reappear. In fact, he's only—he's never seen or heard of again as he opts to live out the rest of his life as a recluse. Back to the second half. Hearts have a promising start. Jake Moroney comes close when he finds himself one-on-one with the goalie, but his shot shaves the outside of the post. Celtic look rattled. They argue amongst each other. Then Connor Smith picks up the ball in the Celtic half, floats it into... Next page, come on. I've lost the next page, come on. I can't get the next page. <laughs> okay, it's the next tweet, Christ. Um, floats it across into the advancing Haring, who chests it down, and first time it's into the roof of the net. Hearts go wild. 76 minutes in, and it's 1-1. Lennon goes apoplectic after the goal and runs onto the pitch to confront Willie Collum, resulting in a red card. We're now in the 85th minute, and as Hart search for a winner, Craig Whiten is hacked in outside the box and can't continue. He wins a free kick, but Hart's are forced to make a final substitution and put me on. Harry Cochran takes a free kick. He finds Uchi in the penalty spot. There's a melee around him as he holds off four Celtic players, manages to slip the ball to Michael Smith. Smith smashes a... I can't keep up. A thunder bastard towards goal. Scott Bain looks to have it covered, but it takes a wicked stinging deflection off my arse and deflects into the top corner. Hearts are 2-1 up and there are limbs everywhere. Colin plays an additional 16 extra days time, <laughs> but Hearts have the end. Hold on to win the Scottish Cup. The end. Wow. Boys and girls, that is what alcohol can do to you. Just in moderation. In moderation, please. Honestly, wow. Um, so when you said Hearts brought me on, I'm thinking, when did Ben me sign for Hearts? Wow. That's it. I, I actually read that when it came in. and I, I, Yeah. I Lord, mine was a bit far-fetched. Oh, wow. 
Well, and that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Um, Loose Women 73 certainly went down the route of uh, how many players got injured or ill or well given this season that we've had that's perfectly plausible (laughs) I I like that she brought herself on though yeah why not you go that good in that direction I appreciate that I I think it's maybe unlikely that that's what will happen I wouldn't rule it out Okay, I have another big long one at one point, but let's go past that just now. Uh, well, well, couple... well, well, you've got another one. I've, I've just sent a tweet to the Herald and Times Sport. Mm-hmm. They've just put a tweet out. Peter Haring will miss the Scottish Cup final on Saturday, to which I was like, shit, Hart said he was fit yesterday, so I clicked on it. Hart's midfielder Ollie Lee is out of Saturday. Oh, for... It's got a, picture, got a picture of Ollie Lee, and the whole article's about Ollie Lee. That's and... all... <laughs> I just replied, eh? The article is that Ollie Lee, Haring is fit. That will be deleted shortly. Honestly, it's probably some 16-year-old spotty kid on a work experience thing that's in charge of the Herald and Sports because they've sacked everybody else. Come on now. We're not, a- we're not after world-class journalists and journalism every single day. We're just after... Once in a while, some- maybe. <laughs> well, well, yeah, just... It doesn't even... The picture is Ollie Lee. The story is Ollie Lee. <laughs> How can it suddenly become Peter Haring? It's almost as bad Jeez. as uh, another outlet um, tweeting, um, outrageous hearts refuse to um, do guard of honour oh, at Celtic Park, accompanied by a photo of hearts players doing so guard of th- honour. Th- this, is, this is what Park. really pisses me off, how things just deviate down a, a road and a path that they shouldn't even have been started on that path in the first place. So it was the Daily Record that put that out, which was which was nonsense. Yeah. Um Shined. because they they had a photo of, of the Guard of Honor. So then someone's picked up on that oh. and had a word in <laughs> Haley McQueen's ear at Sky and said, look, we've got footage of this so called Guard of Honor. They're not applauding. Make reference to it. Oh blah blah blah. It's a non story. And then some idiot Celtics Twitter account, not mm-hmm. the official one, but some tube posts a picture of Connor Smith, isolates him with a big yellow kind of hoopla around his neck that's been drawn on in Photoshop or Paint Pro 3.4 or something. And he's <laughs> he's getting rid of what's ever in his mouth. It's just a still, so he's spitting. So they're like, disgraceful. They don't applaud, and they spit on our players as we go by. To which sensible <laughs> Celtic supporters who then get involved in the Twitter spat say... Come on, idiot. A, he's, he's just spitting. B, his whole family are Celtic fans. And C, stop being an arse. Social media can be great at times, but social media can be a bloody pain in the arse at other times with idiots. And look, I'm not a fan of Trump over here. I think he's a numpty. But he's got a point when he says about certain things being fake news. Because that just, the, it's, it's like a, they say a rolling stone gathers no moss. I wonder what the equivalent now of a, a Twitter thread is that gathers every bit of moss in its way because of idiots. Peter yeah. Haring's out the cup final with a picture of Ollie Lee and Connor Smith spits on silk. Come on, idiots. Okay, let's go through a few more cup final script suggestions. Uh, Thor Stole My Hammer, um, that's the name of the Twitter account, says, 
Scott Bain will get injured in the warm-up and be replaced with Gordon. Celtic will then go 2-0 up only for Gordon to throw the ball into his net three times. After the third, he'll run over to Craig Levine, punching the air with joy. <clears throat> Maybe unlikely, given Mark has already sadly confirmed that it doesn't look like Mr. Gordon will be returning to Tynecastle in the summer. But good effort. Well, I did, have a word, yeah. I did have a word with Bruce Arena when I was up interviewing him when he took charge of New England Revolution and said to him, um, Craig, Levy, uh, Craig Gordon, possible for next season? Who's Craig Gordon? I was like, okay. Uh, told him, former Scotland goalkeeper, still when he's available. Second choice to Scott Bain right now because he, he's been injured, blah, blah, blah. What age is he? Oh, he's mid Oh, we're not interested. And I just thought to myself, you know what? That insular kind of, if it's not happening in America, then I'm not interested in it. He'd be the best goalkeeper in MLS. But Bruce Arena's just like, I'm not interested. I don't know where Craig will end up. I mean, he's no one to play second or third fiddle. I mean, even if Bain did get injured, Doris DeVries would come on. I don't think Craig's fit um, to play again this season. So I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, if Neil Lennon stays where he is, I think Bain would be his number one choice next season. So I wouldn't 100% rule it out. But there was that picture that, that emerged again on Twitter. Craig, Craig Gordon's coming to Hearts. He's been spotted at Tynecastle. He's in talks. <laughs> a, he wouldn't be at Tynecastle for talks. He'd be at Rickerton or somewhere else out of out of sight. And B, he was with his girlfriend's brother buying something from the Hearts store. But again, why let the truth get in the way of a good story? Grumpy Dad says, Naismith starts, gets away with a leg breaker on Forrest. Lennon fumes. Naismith then dives to win a penalty before tucking it away 1-0 to Hearts. Uh, Lennon spontaneously combusts. <laughs> Simple, to the point. Um, John Smith says, Hearts take an early lead through a penalty box stramash. Uh, Berra gets the last touch and we are pummeled for a solid 80 minutes but manage to hold on into injury time. Celtic get a corner the last minute of injury time at which point Lennon calls Bain up for it. Hearts clear the corner and the ball lands at Mulraney's feet. He looks up from 70 yards and sees an open goal and punts it skyward. The ball trickles over the line before Bain can get back and it's 2-0. The ref then blows for full time. I would love to see, and, and I've waited 31 years for this. The first time I saw Hearts lose in a Scottish Cup semi-final, because we beat Dundee United in 1986, was against Celtic. At, In fact, I'm sorry, it was the second time I saw Hearts lose a semi-final, because we lost to St Mirren the year before. But we were 1-0 up, and as Frank McAvenny said in a recent interview, when we were getting beaten 1-0 minutes to go, I remember the Hearts fans all celebrating. We were. Uh, we'd scored, um, I think, the second half. Uh, there was a, uh, an alleged assault on Pat Bonner, but never mind. But then uh, Henry dropped the ball near the end, and, and we lost 2-1. And I've waited, as every other Hearts fan has, 31 years now, and it'd be nice to, to overturn that. I don't think... We will, but you never know. There's hope, and I was looking at I was looking at odds. Hearts are five to one, nine to two to to lift the trophy. Seven to one to win in ninety minutes, I thought. Yeah, yeah, uh, but to to lift the trophy, nine to two, big seven eight to one in 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 ninety minutes. 
but I also, and this is why I said right at the start, I don't want to kind of go down the whole negative road because we've had enough of that. We're, we're, we're trying to we're trying to accentuate the positive here. No one fancied Wigan in 2013 to beat Manchester City. No one, and and they did by a goal to nil. I wrote a big chunk in in Stevie Nichols' book about Wimbledon in '88 in the cup final and. They they had no chance, absolutely no chance, and, and somehow they won it. Eintracht Frankfurt beat Bayern Munich in last year's um, German Cup final. PSG lost this year's. It, it does happen. It does happen. You need a lot of things to go your way. You need a bit of luck as well. And Celtic will have more of the ball, but it's what we do. We've, we've got to hunt in packs. We've got to stop them from playing. And we need a bit of good fortune. And if we get all that, there's a chance. Okay, I'm just going to take a little drink for this next one. It's, it's another slightly longer one from Thomas Crook. Um, the man behind Thomas Crook um, will be joining myself and others at the weekend for the cup final. Um, so it would be rude for me not to read out his... Um, I think you'll like this one, Mark. It's, okay. it's a bit random. Um, I think Hearts will stun Hamden and our own support by racing into a 2-0 lead within four minutes. All the more shocking given Levine is set up with no strikers and we're playing a groundbreaking 5-5-0 formation. If we have to attack, Levine has cunningly deployed A.D. White to do this from a ninja position tucked in between the four centre-backs. He's on a hat-trick with 86 minutes to go, but immediately gets injured celebrating his second with a cartwheel. He's replaced by Colin Doyle. We're playing two keepers now to protect our lead. Scott Brown then winds up John Souter, who performs a stone-cold stunner on him and is immediately bundled into a police van and taken to The Hague on the insistence of the SFA. He spends the next nine years in a maximum security jail. Back to the match, and hearts are hanging on. Levine has now insisted that we just line a human wall up in front of the goal, and we've told Jamie Brandon to just run around after the ball, which he does with great endeavour. Incredibly, he actually wins the ball cleanly and goes on a mazy run on the entire Celtic team. He rounds Craig Gordon, who looks like he wasn't trying, but disappointingly trips over his own feet and Celtic clear. Brandon's penalty appeals are waved away, and he's also sent to the Hague for simulation. He's defended by that Di Stefano guy. But this just seems to infuriate the International War Crimes Commission even more, (laughs) and he's publicly flogged in his full kit. Uh, we're back at Hamden now, and Celtic have pulled one back. A stunning strike from the edge of the box by Willie Collum, who is now wearing a Celtic strip. The SFA drafted up a hasty permission for him to sign, and they've also amended the Rule 12 in a team, but only for them. It's 12 versus 10, and Levine is desperate to get to half time. I forgot this is still the first half. Oh, goodness. The fans are f- shouting for Uchi on, but he was refused entry to the stadium by G4 on the advice of Sepp Blatter. Um, Levine goes absolutely through the guys at half-time and decides to strip himself. He's coming on for Michael Smith. He secretly registered at the start of the season to get three wages. Levine hauls the captain's... <laughs> <laughs> Levine hauls the captain's armband off better, and it's like 1986 all over again. Hart's put in a dogged defensive display, but crushingly, Colum scores again for Celtic, courtesy of an assist from Nicholas Sturgeon. The Celtic fans are going wild and Hearts have just eight minutes left to hold on for extra time. I have no idea. Um, Cel- uh, Levine moves to a more conventional 9-0-0 with Bobby patrolling the six-yard line. 
It's now a siege from Celtic and Colm is after his hat-trick. The Tannoy announces he is man of the match and whilst he's distracted by that, Levine names a long ball up to no one. But it turns out Peter Haring has a jetpack on and he's flown over all the Celtic players to latch onto the ball. Gordon doesn't know what to do and looks across to the to the steer seats, the deer seats, uh, where Anne Budge is screaming at him, let the fucker score or there'll be no deal for you. <laughs> Gordon complies, rips off his Celtic shirt to reveal a cup winner's 1998 top with Fulton on the back. Haring taps in the 99th minute and the heart's end erupts. Levine is immediately handed a 20-year playing <laughs> and management deal and has transferred ownership of the entire foundation of hearts. Um, the SFA, FIFA, NASA and the CIA all try to have the result quashed, but Alex Salmond arises from his dungeon to indefatigably defend Hearts Cup win, and it's official. There are unreal scenes in Benson's for the next five years, but realistically, 4-0 Celtic. <laughs> Up until the end, I thought most of that was realistic, with the exception of one thing. I don't think Anne Budge swears. <laughs> Not in public, anyway, certainly. No, 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 no. I think there might be a few naughtiness, uh, naughty words uttered. She's watching Strictly Come Dancing if she doesn't agree with the decision of Len and his pals. Assuming Len's still alive, is he? Because he looked old when I left in 2010. I, I hope I haven't killed him off. Is Len still alive? Yes, he must be. Uh, and Strictly Come Dancing. I think that's the only time Anne would swear, but it would be it would be behind closed doors and, and certainly not in public. So apart from that, I think the rest of it kind of... I, I can buy that. I can buy that. What? Honestly. <laughs> I, I, are we rubbing off on people or are, are there other crazies out there like us? I love it because normality is boring, but... Whew. Uh, where, do you, where do you buy a jetpack? I know, I know the real Thomas Crook quite, quite well, and to be honest, uh, that story's pretty standard for him. Okay, I like I like <laughs> that we're not even thinking outside the box, we're thinking outside the planet. <laughs> um, okay, a few more. Uh, Jan, oh my God, really? <laughs> Jan Jan says, I've had a dream and hearts win 2-0, and I'm sticking to that. By the way, my dreams are never wrong. Oh. So, there you go. Okay. Jan, Jan, like Janice uh, says, uh, yeah, that's going to be it. Lewis Robertson says, um, 44th minute, Haring channels his inner Tam flow goal, slaloms the entire wing into the box and is hacked down by Brown. Columns, uh, column awards us the winning penalty. Clevy Dicamona converts. Uh, remainder of the match, we survive via a 4-6-0 squeaky bum time formation. End of scene or in brackets, dream. Yeah. Um, Jimmy McDowell said, Celtic batter us for 88 minutes. Well, this is getting a bit more realistic. Um, but we scored a scrappy Uchi goal to take an unexpected lead. In the last minute of injury time, Bain comes up for it. People like this. Keeper, Bain comes up for a corner. Bobby catches the ball and hoops it up to the park into the unguarded Celtic net. Let Bedlam commence. I tell you, I, I'm trying to think if I've ever... Have you ever, have you ever had a cup final with a keeper up? Um, I mean, there's been there's been. I mean, in general, there will have been. But I'm trying to think if there's been one where 
I'm sure I've done a like a German Cup final or a French Cup final when they've, they've sent the goalkeeper forward late on. Did Rangers I'm, get I'm one? Convinced. Would Rangers have sent Gorham up in '98? I'm trying. I just the, obviously the last minutes were absolute torture, so I don't really remember the. Yeah. Other than McCoist's, oh shit, he's got a penalty moment. I can't remember the exact details of their attacks. I'm just trying to think if there's been a Hearts Cup final where there's been a a keeper up. Well. He... I mean, there Gretna, hasn't really Gretna, been... Gretna, they wouldn't have because it was no chance. No chance. Ninety-eight. I don't recall Gorham going up. I mean, well, a lot of goalkeepers have. Keeper, no, but still, it's an extra body in there. A lot of goalkeepers have, have kind of gone up, um, but never scored in games that I've done. Uh, could you imagine if Bobby scored? <laughs> I could actually, given what it, we've just listened before. to over the last fifteen minutes. I think anything's possible now. Did he do it in, in Poland? He did it in, in his native Czech Republic. Um, I believe it was a Prague derby between Bohemians and possibly Slavia, I think, to make it 2-2 in injury time. It was definitely in a Prague derby, and it leveled things. Here we go. Bohemians 1905 keepers, Denix Lamal, Bobby's Lamal, heads a ni- yeah, 90 second I think minute. it was against Slavia, was it? Or? E- equaliser. Uh, you want the commentary? Listen. Maybe he'll do it again. I wonder what the odds are on Bobby's Lamal to be the, f- the last goal scorer oh, in 90 minutes. It's fun. I know this is a podcast, but it's kind of funny. So he takes his jersey off, right, and all the fans are high up in the stand. So he goes to celebrate in front of empty seats, and there's one boy that comes across to him. <laughs> it's, actually, it. <laughs> it's actually it's a good finish. And he, he, he scores for Bohemians at Dukla Prague. It was Dukla. Uh, it, it was Dukla. Yeah, it was, it was Dukla Prague in the 90... 90- <laughs> he gets a yellow card for taking his shirt off. As Everybody high-fives, and then he comes over. Oh, that's... That's quality. Good header, but no one's picked him up. The, the markings... Terrible. Atrocious. Atrocious. Uh, Grandfather Flump uh, says, Neil Lennon is sent to the stand for protesting that Hearts number 5, Peter Haring's goal in the 67th minute was disrespectful to the entire Celtic family. And The game ends with the Hearts fans singing a medley of there's only one Neil Lennon, you're getting sacked in the morning and you can shove your treble treble up your arse. Um, I like the focus on Neil Lennon and the songs rather than too much on what happened in the game. But um, there we go. I would take that at the end. Yeah, so so would I. Give you give you some kind of stats. Uh, 56, 1956, when Freddie Glidden was the captain, was the last time that Hearts played Celtic in a Scottish Cup final and beat them 3-1 in front of an incredible 132,840 oh, attendance. That is Absolutely massive. That's nearly one of the record attendances in British football. Um, and, if UEFA, have, and if that was a UEFA final, you'd probably still only get 5,000 tickets each set. Of yeah, they'd, they'd play it in Baku. <laughs> um, 1990 was the last time Celtic lost a Scottish Cup final, not to Rangers. Oh, don't tell me uh, that. That, was the, that was the Brian Irvin um, penalty one. Uh, it's going to be Hearts' 15th Scottish Cup final. 1-5? And... Only Celtic, uh, Rangers, and Queen's Park, along with St. Bernard's, Inverness, Caledonian Thistle, <laughs> and St. Johnston, have winning records in the Scottish Cup final. There you go. And I another one to add to you. It's my fucking birthday. <laughs> 
So the, so you want an extra present or something? You want a, you, you, I can't you lose that... a cup file on my birthday. Come on, that's just mean. I can't really give you much hope. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> Hearts Class says, last minute winner blatantly deflecting off Naismith's outstretched hand from an offside position. Um, and let's see, we'll do one more. It's a little bit of a longer one from... Big Felly, who says, Hearts start with Hickey at left back and Uche on the bench. Despite an early golden chance for Forrest, Hearts take the lead from a set piece. Replays show that the ball is clearly palmed down by McLean for Hickey, who could be offside uh, who could be offside to slam the ball into the net. I love how loads of people just want Hearts to score like goals that shouldn't stand. That's um, probably the only way we've got a chance <laughs> of winning. Uh, Red Top goes crazy with 16-year-old chat like Dembele at the weekend. Um, then we have a glorious chance for Smith to make it two, which he mucks up. Halftime 1-0. And on the 60-minute mark, Scott Brown is figuratively scythed down in the box. Figuratively. Um, <laughs> Somehow the ref doesn't see it. Then Celtic score a goal from Edward uh, when it's all over the box and Hearts don't clear it. Crestfall and Gorgie everywhere. Ten minutes to go and Levine makes a double sub. Edwards and Uche. Edwards' job is to push Uche about in his wheelchair, weekend at Bernie style. <laughs> With five minutes remaining, Uche scores as Edwards pushes him in the way of a ball from Suter. It's 2-1. Uche miraculously covers and runs off to celebrate with the gaffer. The Celtic onslaught ensues. Five minutes come and go, and we are into five minutes of injury time. Then super sub Griffiths is clear. He somehow manages to completely cock up his chance, and hearts break out with Cochrane. He's one-on-one with Bain. 3-1. Cochrane bends it round Bain, and then runs off to bend it round Celtic. Lennon is set to the stand for fighting on the touchline with Griffiths, who is red-carded. The Gorgie celebrations begin, and Big Philly ends by saying, I didn't want to be too unrealistic, to be honest. I felt this is close to what will actually happen. Hmm. So there wow. you go. Okay. I, um, I know you're going to be sitting in the main stand, yes. in the commentary position for Hamden. Uh, I am going to be sat behind the goals, and that will be the first time I'll have been there since David Hagen scored for Hearts against Celtic in a league game in the mid-90s. Mm. Um, I think I'm high enough up, so I'll get a reasonable view. I was also I was also I there. I say, re- I say reasonable view, yeah. I mean, <laughs> she was. I was also there behind the goal when Hearts came from behind to beat... Uh, did we come from behind? We beat Aberdeen in the semi-final. Or did we go uh, 1-0 up and then they tied it and then we won it late on through Robble? Yeah, the 2-1 game. Was going, but was it not 1-0 then 1-1? Thanks, something like that. That was the only other time I've, I've been behind the goal um, since Hamden was, was done up. Here's, here's a bit of trivia for you. I'm going to give you the 11 Hearts players. You're going to tell me what is synonymous with these 11 Hearts players to do with uh, the Scottish Cup, okay? Okay. Rousset Ru- and Gull, mm-hmm. McPherson, McManus, Bruno, Ritchie and Poynton, Locke, Mackay, Fulton, Johnston and Colquhoun. Okay. What, what, is, what are those players? Why would I mention those specific players in regards to the Scottish Cup and Hearts? Um, have they all lost the final then won it? 
They were the 11 players that made up the starting 11 the last time Hearts lost a Scottish ah, yeah. Cup. Yeah, yeah, the Rangers hammering. The Rangers fine. <clears throat> Which, when you think about it, the Rangers 98, the Gretna 06, the Hibs 2012, that's that's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. That's 23 years ago um, that, that those players lost to, to Rangers in the early, in, uh, the early injury to Gary Locke. I just had to be there. I know, I mean, I, I jiggled some things around at work and, and was there. I think there's people from Melbourne coming over. Uh, obviously, you mentioned, was it Christian? From, yes. From Norway? Yes. Who's coming over as well. There'll be people coming up from, from England, Wales, everywhere. There's there's just something about a Scottish Cup. And I've been to a Cup final as a Hearts fan with very few expectations and even fewer hopes. And And... 98, the thing that got me in 98 wasn't something that happened then uh, on that day. It was something that happened at Tannadice in a midweek game. And Jorg Alberts got sent off, but but for violent conduct, which meant he missed the cup final at Celtic Park. And you just kind of thought, I wonder, I wonder if it could that have a, a bearing on proceeding. We'll never know. But it certainly helped Hearts. He now, probably into, would have got a deflected goal that hit off about well, three, three players on the way through. So, so right at the end, okay, when McCoy goes down, when we're all thinking, shit, he's given a penalty, Willie Young, and it's just on the outside of the box. That's that's Albert's territory. Yep. Yeah. Um, Amarusa took most of the free kicks that day, and most of them <laughs> they were still terrible. Just, yeah. Exactly. Most of them are still to, so we'll never know. But this is what I'm talking about: needing a bit of luck, not just on the day. So, so to Saturday, and and this game, so. I know Tierney said today, we're speaking Wednesday, that he's going to play. He's going to miss the two Scotland games because he's going to go for his his operation. Um, but he's he's not fully fit. He's not 100%. I mean, just because he's called Kieran Tierney and he's a really good player, he's not played for a while. He's not been 100% for a while because when he did play, he's, he's not A, played regularly, and, and, and B, he's certainly nowhere near fully fit. They've got a few knocks and niggles. Uh, key players have, have missed out. I think one of Hart's big chances this weekend is that, that Celtic, even although they'll say they're not, psychologically, I think complacency might, might be a slight issue because pretty much everyone's already got the T-shirts printed with treble, treble winners on it that they're going to be wearing after the game if they win. But I'm not trying to put false hope in anybody's mind. However, there's, if Celtic had to go to the last game of the season, to win the league, I would be more worried about facing them than I am right now. And I'm still, I'm, I'm still think it's highly unlikely that Hearts win. But I just think that there's one or two things, Laurie, that that just give me a little bit of hope. And I don't think it's false, false optimism. But do you want a little bit more? Me? A little bit more hope? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll take I'll take anything I can get right now, and any Hearts fan will. There are murmurs uh-huh. that the Celtic players are not keen on Lennon at all. That they're very much not playing for him. Well, you don't chuck a cup final if you don't like the coach. No, no, I'm not saying they're going to chuck the cup final. You don't need you don't need you know, the manager to get you up for a cup final. But if it's a battle and you know tactics and and in game management become a big part of it, could be a could be an effect if you don't have 
much respect or, much, or you're not the manager's not popular because they've not been to be honest they've they've played pretty poorly in almost every game he's been in charge for they've obviously won quite a lot of them because they still have better players than most of the team but what i've been told is that a lot of the players are doing just enough and yeah no which more. it wouldn't surprise me i mean players are creatures of habit I'm not saying a lot of them were brought to the club by Brendan Rodgers because he, he didn't make that many signings who ended up playing regularly, uh, but he made the players that he had better. Now, when he left, there'll be a few of them thinking, oh, this is different. And it's, it's evident for all to see that Celtic haven't quite been the same team. But it must be difficult for them because they know they're going to win the league. It's just the case. So when they won it by nine points last year, um, from Aberdeen, and they won it by nine points this year from Rangers. So I always think, and I've covered enough football of Bayern Munich and various other top teams who win the league early on. Obviously, Bayern were different this year with Dortmund, but in the past, and you're on holiday, you've still got games to play, and a lot of the time when you win the league, you're that good that you're in a cup final as well. But just mentally, you, you try and Tell yourself not to down tools. And I'll, I'll give you exactly the same uh, analogy as 2006, in that for all intents and purposes, Hearts just needed to show up to beat Gretna. And I think this year, for all intents and purposes, Celtic, in the eyes of many, just need to show up to beat Hearts. Gretna gave us a hell of a, a hell of a shot, and they gave us a fright. We nearly lost that. Had it not been for Robbie's tackle, we could have lost it. Celtic, if they do the same to Hearts, we could give them a fright. But it's up to us to take advantage of that. Can I read my excessive script? Of course. I've been been waiting for this. (laughs) I wonder if I should put some music and sound effects on this afterwards. Why Um, not? Okay, so here we go. Here we go. Um... Yeah, we've got enough time. It's fine. I've looked at the clock. Time left. Um, the atmosphere around the National Stadium is electric. Hearts fans are incredibly high spirits and are drowning out the sound of those in green and white as the two sets of players emerge. The wave of maroon optimism is surprising, even more so because Craig Levine has opted to start without a striker. The dreaded 4 6 0. 16 year old Aaron Hickey is at left back. Ryan Edwards is in the middle. How on earth are Hearts going to do this? But the TV cameras zoom in on the faces of Berra, Suter, Smith, Haring, and then Levine. They look composed, confident, a steely desire glints in their eyes. Hearts are without Uchi Igpiezu in the starting 11, although the towering striker was fit enough for the bench. An option later on, perhaps. Then Willie Collum blows his whistle, and we're up and running. Celtic don't know what's hit them other than an imposing maroon onslaught. Hearts press their opponents from the first whistle as if it's the closing seconds of the game. Mulraney, Edwards, Haring, Jume, Cochrane, everyone is snapping and snarling at the Celtic players. They just can't get into their rhythm. Error after error from the hoops defence and with each one Neil Lennon grows more irate on the touchline. And then the goal finally comes for the Jambos. Scott Bain looking nervous after his error at the weekend slices a kick out and gives possession to Harry Cochrane, who drives towards the Celtic box. Kieran Tierney hurtles over, tries to stop him, but a deft touch from the Hearts midfielder sends him scampering towards the edge of the box, 
at which point he rifles an unstoppable effort with his right boot which flies past Bain and sends half of Hamden into raptures. Is this 4-0 over again? Is it? No. Hearts early pressing eventually takes its toll and by the end of the half Celtic are in the ascendancy. The 4-6-0 now looks more like a 6-4-0 as Hearts get pushed back and back and it looks like Craig Levine has run out of ideas. The second half starts the same way and eventually the leveller comes courtesy of Callum McGregor. It's all square, the Celtic fans are in full voice and it appears this is only going one way. But Levine decides to act even though we've not hit the 60 minute mark. The Hearts boss makes a double change bringing on two strikers. Uche and McLean. What is this? Is the Hearts gaffer feeling okay? Suddenly the tide starts to turn again. Hearts aren't pressing like they did at the start, but they're sucking Celtic in and starting to get some joy in the counter. Uche and McLean begin to link up well and Mulraney's pace causes problems despite Celtic continuing to dominate possession. The Hearts counter-attack results in a corner click, click, kick, and Levine piles players forward. The ball comes in, Berra heads towards goal, save, it comes out to McLean, he has a stab at it, blocked, it's just not going to go in, it's a stramash, and then Uche. The giant striker shows all of his power to get the rebound first, slams the ball home, and Bedlam. Sean Clare is introduced as Uche manages to injure himself celebrating, and Hearts go back into their shell. There's still 15 minutes to go. Celtic pile on the pressure, chance after chance. Bobby's having a blinder. Finger sit Tave one way, block with the legs the other. Bear and Suter get themselves in the way of anything they can. Smith to Laurie Dunstan commentaries getting all his words mixed up because he can't type. Um, as we head to the final few moments, Celtic have almost everyone forward. Berra slices a clearance up the park. Lustig goes after it to collect and try and restart the attack. But he's caught in a foot race with Jake Mulraney. The Irishman has beaten him to the ball. Suddenly hearts are on the counter. It's like Severin breaking in 2003 at Tynecastle. McLean one way, Claire the other. Mulraney dashes to the edge of the area and just as Ayer comes to meet him, rolls the ball across the box. It's Sean Clare. He's tapped it in. Get it right up, you donkey. Clare runs to the jubilant. <laughs> Clare runs to the jubilant hearts fans in the West Stand and cups his ear in Mark's direction. And the cup goes home to Gordon. The end. What's a fingerstep tape? <laughs> I know. <laughs> the worst thing is, I actually was reading my typos. <laughs> um, to be honest, wow. at that point in the game, I probably would be saying that. Nervy. I wonder who the unlikely hero is going to be for Hearts. Someone earlier said A.D. White. <laughs> <laughs> that was really left field. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Um, I'm going Naismith, even though he's unlikely to play. Uh, who else could be an unlikely hero? Deacon Mona could be an unlikely hero. Anyone, anyone, because a win's unlikely. But that's, that's, that's why we play the game. That's why we play the game. You mentioned the 4-0 there. Yeah. Hey, no one's... Hearts were the same Hearts were the same price, by the way, to win that game. Did you see, they, did they you see this? Weekend. This, is, this is quite... It's, it's an easy... I mean... It's not groundbreaking to, to share it, but uh, Robert White on Twitter shared, he just said, just a wee throwback to the team that ended Celtic's 69-game unbeaten run. Anything I was is just possible. about to mention this. I was and this about is to mention this. Against Brendan Rodgers' team, yeah, which was on flying. form, McLaughlin, fair enough, and goals good keeper, but Brandon Smith, Berra Randall, Boabin, Cochrane, Cowie, Callahan, Milankovic, Lafferty. 
just you spoiled my ending. That's what I was going to leave you. <laughs> I was going to I was going to leave you with the fact that if a team in containing Brandon Randall and Kowie Milinkovic and Callahan in midfield can beat Celtic four 0 then anything's possible. So. I'll just say it now because it was ruined my ending. I don't know what will come up with now. Cole Stockton came on, and the the final oh God. In, the final insult to Celtic that oh Rafa was <laughs> Rafa Zelak came on as well. So Jeez. there you go. This hope, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I actually I don't know if you saw. I shared one of my previous tweets being all negative and told me to go and fuck myself basically. Um, negative me I think I referred to me as because fair enough the the likelihood it hearts aren't seven to one because there's a good chance of them winning the final they're seven to one because the likely outcome is that Celtic win and Celtic win it fairly comfortably but I think this week myself and I think a lot of hearts fans have just been well let's just hope and dream I'm excited it's a cup final and it's not that crazy a thought that Hearts beat Celtic, they've beaten them this season. Celtic are not a great Celtic team. They've got a manager in charge who I don't think, I don't think will be there next season. I don't think he's getting that much out of the players. So yeah, you know why not? You mentioned Wigan, and we've seen it in you know with plenty of other teams. There's there's a chance. So I think this week isn't the week for being negative and thinking about well Craig Levine this Craig <laughs> Levine that. We can have that that's, that's afterwards in the summer. No, that's next week. Exactly. <laughs> that's next week. So. Yeah, let's let's have a good time. Let's get excited about it. Let's go to Glasgow with a bit of hope. Let's make ourselves heard. You know, do it's small things, but and I know that fans don't win games. But I tell you what, if if you're walking out on that pitch as a Hearts player and what you hear is the Hearts fans and the Hearts song, that's got to have a little bit of an effect on some of those players than if you come out and all you hear is the Celtic fans. I think that that's it's small margin, it's small things. But if the Hearts fans are there and they're right behind them, they're making an incredible noise. That's got to spur them on, even a small percentage. This is Celtic's fifty-seventh Scottish Cup final. For them, in all essence, it's just another game. It's a game they're expected to win, like every other week. Pressure's on them. Pressure should be all on them. Hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's Hearts' fifteenth Cup final, and depending on your age. It might be your fifth or sixth cup final of your life. It might be fewer. It might be more. But it's something that doesn't come around very often. In 2012, seven years ago, was the last time we were in a cup final. It might be longer. I mean, the weight that we've had, uh, anybody in 1956 hoping that this could be a regular occurrence and Hearts win a cup final, had to wait 42 years. Some people that watched that game against Celtic, or a lot of people who watched the game against Celtic in 56, weren't around mm-hmm. in 1998. So there are people who, who saw us in 98, and it was for, for me, it'll always be the cup final. Hibs is, is something totally different for other reasons. But the monkey off the back was, was 98. But we weren't expected to win that one either. I think that Hearts team was significantly better than this Hearts team. But I also think that Rangers team was significantly better than this Celtic team. Yeah. So so why not? Why not? Just no pressure, nothing to lose. Hearts fans have got a huge part to play. Enjoy your day. And hopefully we're, we're going to enjoy our night as well because we've got a puncher's chance. And that's all you can ask for. 
let's hope the underdogs do emerge victorious on Saturday. Uh, we'll be back next week at some point. Um, be that in person, um, remotely. We don't know yet, Mark. A, a lot will probably depend on what transpires on Saturday afternoon in Mount Florida. Um, Indeed. But uh, we will be back. We will have one more episode uh, to close this season. We're hoping we'll be closing the season as cup winners and we're in joyous mood. But if not, we'll dissect it. And that might be the time to roll out some maybe more critical elements of the podcast. And you know we can do that as well. But today's been about optimism and positivity and uh, uh, the outright ridiculous, I think, as well, which has been enjoyable. So thanks for everyone for getting in touch because we have enjoyed it. Um, are we going to have homework for next week, Mark? It's kind of difficult because, yeah. No, I'll give it. I'll give you your homework for next week. <laughs> okay. Right? Here's your homework for next week. Uh huh. If you have a ticket for Saturday, promise me, promise Laurie, that for anyone around the world, and I'm fortunate, I'm going to be there as are a few others that are flying in. But for anyone around the world, whether they're in London, overseas, or even in Scotland, and they they're not going for whatever reason, um, they can't. Your homework this week is for everyone who's not there, just shout louder than you normally would. Just scream louder than you normally would. Just make more noise than you normally would. And if it makes a difference, then the teacher will be happy. That's your homework. Just you go and get it done. Do your part this weekend. That's all we ask. That's all we can ask. And we're back next time. Enjoy the cup final, folks. Let's hope it's a good one. 